satellite in my eyes like a diamond in the sky how i wonder satellite strong from the moon and the world your balloon keeping time for the mother station winter's Satellite headlines read Someone's secrets you've seen Eyes and ears have been Satellite dish in my arm Tell me more, tell me more Who's the king of your satellite castle? Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us for this hour, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. You know, when I heard about Dave Matthews, I don't know, 20 years ago, it was just a big yawn. It was like, because I'm an old dog, really hard to teach me new tricks. So... I was watching another guy's podcast who was talking about the guitar part in this song and the all kinds of time signatures. It jumps around from, you know, like 9-8. I mean, what is that? I don't know. But he said, you know, Dave Matthews is like one of the best musicians around, which I always thought they were a jam band that, People went to listen to him and get high. And, you know, and then they would drone on for an hour while the buzz wore off. That's what I thought. And and I, I kind of thought that about other bands. Well, I'll give you one here. Uh, let me send it to you. Uh, this band was um, actually, my brother was involved in their founding but um dave matthews is pretty remarkable and i i don't have time for a new uh you know a new fetish um i don't i don't need you know there's too many things i haven't gone deep into that i still need to and uh I don't. I don't need to become a Dave Matthews fan right now. What is this other band you're talking about? Well, I'm going to play this other one. I just sent it to you. There's this genre called jam bands. Let's face it; it's all about dope smoking. I think. I don't think it started with the Grateful Dead. That was, and then you had. Did you ever go to a Grateful Dead concert? No, I listened to enough of it in my dorm room. At Sewanee, because my uh, friend was a was a uh, deadhead from New Jersey. All right, this is actually more of a song that's kind of straightforward. 
This is a string cheese incident. Yeah, my brother helped start this band. They are a big time jam band. I asked their manager, how much is it for them to come to a concert? Starts at $500,000. No, to come do a concert. Yeah, it's not, always not to go to the, the concert. No. Yeah. This is another jam band. Ticket sales are ripe. <laughs> I like it's a, a, a one share in the Berkshire Hathaway right here in his place. pretty good song don't dip back it off like that when i'm trying to when you're dancing i'm gonna start <laughs> taking this over oh help yourself good luck listeners i got turned off somehow No, it's because the music is so loud you oh. can't hear yourself. Okay. Good the, grief. The bottom line is there's certain genres that I have not really sampled. Part of it is I'm afraid I might like it. And I don't need any more hobbies. I mean, I've got dogs. I don't need to be creative. I, I have four dogs. That takes care of... So the backstory of that one, in the first grade, <laughs> our son, our younger son's first grade teacher asked him if he ever used his imagination. And he said no, he didn't have to because he had four dogs. That's where that, that inside joke came from. So come on back, Tom. Join us. He had to get a little snack. I guess yeah. the point I'm trying to make is the big world out there, folks. If you're getting older, you got so much time. I'm living mine. I don't know about you, but I like doing what I do. It's fun. And I, one thing about when you get to be 66 years old, ideas have had a time have had time to get turned over and over and over a few times when you get to make decisions about you know what you want to keep what you want to get rid of it's like books you've got sitting on your shelf i haven't read that one in a while i might get rid of it those sorts of things but then you think well I might need to go back and refer to it later on. So you keep it. And then guess what? (laughs) When you die, your heirs have to clean all that crap out. You know. All right. I was, I don't like saying it when I'm on the road, but I was on the road recently. And, And when I go places like Florida or Iowa or somewhere, I like to drive. I find flying to be sort of a boring experience. It, That's if you're lucky. It takes it takes a lot of time, it, it, a lot of my energy. I get in the plane, the planes tip, tend to dehydrate you, 
and you're spending two days for your body to recover. And the worst is to be on a flight with Tom when they get delayed. Oh, dear Lord. So I drive. Takes me a hell of a lot longer, especially the way I do it. But I learn things. Now, recently, I was in several places in Florida, Georgia, and a lot in South Carolina. These are states that seem to have aligned themselves with more conservative ideas, but not the word conservative doesn't really completely line it up. They have not embraced innovation in the realms of as much as other places have. Not that they don't have their woke elements, but those elements are not necessarily controlling the whole thing. They're not in their ascendancy the way they might be in, say, New York State, Illinois, Colorado, California, New Mexico, Massachusetts, Michigan, parts of Ohio. It's a generally more friendly style of life. And the economies and the attractiveness of of living in these places seems to be greater than in other places. So consequently, you have an exodus of people leaving less desirable places if they have the ability to do so and moving to places like South Carolina, like Florida, to some degree Arizona, although that's become a political battlefield. And I thought, you know, well, this is kind of anecdotal on my part. But Missy has done some research, and one of these here is from an article from The Hill, February 12th of this year, called What America is Thinking. Call it a roaring web wave. A web wave, a red wave of the of the two thousand twenties, and this time it's actually materialized. Unlike during the red wave that was predicted for the two thousand twenty two midterm elections, recent U.S. Census data underscore a grim reality for the biggest blue states: more people are leaving states such as California, New York, and Illinois than are moving to them. The exodus is real. California lost nearly 350,000 residents in 2022. New York lost 300,000. Illinois saw 140,000 leave. New Jersey was down 64,000 and change. Massachusetts, 57,000. Pensy, 30, or basically 40,000. But Florida and Texas saw large gains in population. Florida added 444,000 residents. Texas added 470,000. North Carolina added 99,796. South Carolina, 84,000. Tennessee, 81. Georgia, 81. You don't see Kentucky anywhere in there. Those states swelled 
with movers because they left shut down cities to ones that had less restrictions. And the other thing probably included in there was climate, uh, recreational opportunities, economic opportunities, friendliness to new people. Um, you know, a lot of things that <laughs> the average human being wants, you know, nice people, um, stuff to do. Your dollar goes a little farther, you know, options, stuff you can do. And I was recently in Florida and I will simply say that we've been going to a place called Jupiter for almost 25 years. And I saw more people there this time, which was just about a week ago than I've ever seen. I mean, there's this place that used to have an old marina there. It was an old grimy marina, bunch of monkey wrench or, uh, you know, uh, grease monkeys down there turning, turning wrenches, working on boat engines. Kind of a cool place. That's gone. They tore it down. It's now a bar. And there's all these bars along the inlet. I walked through all three of them trying to find some folks, you all. And I bet there were 3,000 people down on this little thing. There was no parking. Uh, And this has just burgeoned really since COVID. But it was going that way before. Now it just kicked into high gear. Came back through parts of South Carolina. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be real honest with you. That is one of the best places in the country to live. Columbia, South Carolina is a town maybe the size of Lexington. Looks like it could be a little bigger. Maybe not. Maybe. The quality of life there, I can just tell by being there. It's just, it's just great. It is, it's a, it's a, it's a very attractive place. Restaurants, fantastic. The people you see in the restaurants, the way they're dressed, the way they look, they're talking to people. It just is a higher, I mean, I I don't know. It it just, it just looks nicer. And uh, of course, looks can be deceiving. They don't tell you everything. But even the little towns, like I went through this little town called Walhalla. Wonderful little downtown area. Went through Clemson, South Carolina. Great town, small university town, but nice, you know. And uh, and I've been going to upper South Carolina since 1970. I mean, Greenville, Spartanburg, when I went to camp down there. They were very, those areas back in the early, late 60s, early 70s were very sleepy. They were mill towns that was dominated by Millican fabrics. Every little town in North Carolina and upper South Carolina had a hosiery mill or where they made socks or a spinning mill where they just made cloth 
And that's what they did in those little towns. And believe me, there was nothing real appealing about them back then. Little town of Tuxedo, North Carolina, where my camp was. Same thing. I don't know, Missy. You sent children to school in South Carolina. I went to camp in Tuxedo, North Carolina. At at, uh, Green Cove. Greystone. Oh, yeah, Greystone. Greystone. All right, well, so... Am I am I saying the right stuff? No, I I I I I agree with you for the certainly you know you've already listed the statistics and the PO box change of address uh, information that you can also read about um, concurs with exactly what you're saying and that doesn't even capture everyone that took advantage of you know their change of location. Um, you got to also think that there was a there's a, a piece of the uh, remote working from home. Um, so people chose, as you said, to go someplace where they could enjoy themselves a little bit more. Who, you know, do you want to be sitting on the beach with your laptop making, you know, uh, doing, putting in your work? Or would you like to be sitting in a cold, frigid, uh, tiny apartment in New York City? You know, that, that was, those were real decisions to be made. And um, I think that uh, also another factor from people moving out um, I already mentioned about the school systems, you know, families wanted their kids in school. And so when they started looking and seeing that there were options elsewhere that, that affected some of the decisions uh, for families to relocate. Um, also public transportation. If you were a city dweller that had relied on public you know, transportation and you had some fear of, you know, COVID restrictions, um, then you also, you know, that, that also prompted your move. So um, certainly the the data for people moving out of places, there were more people that moved out of places like Seattle, Seattle, Chicago, and Los Angeles than were moving in. And that that's pretty much, that's information that's across the board. Um, there's plenty of articles about people moving in and out uh, during the pandemic. Some of them contradict a little, you know, contradict a little bit, but but those, the facts that, that you read out were, pretty much standard across the board. So while we were down in Jupiter, we met a woman who had relocated from Oregon to Jupiter in 2020, had sold her business and literally moved, left everything in Oregon, moved and furnished her house with drop shipping. She, you know, because now the stores were open. So she makes this move in the middle of the lockdown and has all everything sent in. So there were lots of ways people did things during a crazy time, too. When we've mentioned Airbnb before, you know, there were people that went into long-term rentals. You know, they, they, they gave up their rent, rent, rental property wherever they lived, if they, if they weren't owners, and then just started using the Airbnb system or the VRBO system um, to move someplace and try it out, test it out, live in Austin for two months, Right. See if you liked it, because you could do your job anywhere. There were also some that lived, young people that we know, that had remote work, and they were moving every two months to try different try places. Try a different place, that that's right. So Two there, months here, two months there. Yeah. there, there these were people, you know, we've talked a lot Doesn't about... Doesn't work if you've got dogs. <laughs> Unless you get a dog-friendly rental. Well, we've talked about human ingenuity, and, and that people made lemonade out of lemons during the COVID lockdowns. If that's a bright spot in the whole that thing... That was a bright point spot. Is, there are places that it's just more friendly to you than other places. And did you ever 
hear about this Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern. Oh, they, they were dancing in the streets when she said she was not going to. I saw some of her broadcast during COVID, and it was almost like she She was re- deluded. Well, it's like she relished being able to. She was to, part of the fear-mongering, uh, you know, world-class elite. She was a part of, to inflict, a part of that. She got into the fact that she was inflicting pain on people. And I and she's like, to me, I put her in the same category as the Ceausescu's of Romania. Finally, when they overthrew him, they took him out in a back alley and... Uh, and put him up to a firing squad. One and of the most ineffective leaders. I think that she's right up there with what I uh, saw a meme the other day that uh, Chicago has a lot of issues. Thank God Lori Lightfoot isn't one of them anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they'll probably get another Democrat that's not quite as bad because people in Chicago are really not smart enough to vote for a true conservative. I don't think. Because I think liberalism affects your brain power over time it it takes away (laughs) a part of your world that you can't get back you are listening to the tom dupree show with missy clifton joining us for this hour we'll be back in just a few minutes with the second segment of the hour stay tuned Want to know how to play Keno from the Kentucky Lottery? Here's how. Pick up to 10 numbers to play, choose your wager amount, pick your number of draws, and add the bullseye for an additional prize or the multiplier for a shot at a million bucks. Play Keno anywhere Kentucky Lottery is sold. At a convenience store, at a bar, on your laptop, even your mobile device. Just visit KYLottery.com to play Keno online or go to your favorite Kentucky Lottery retailer. And please play responsibly. Remember, it's just a game. When my body won't hold me anymore And it finally lets me free Will I be ready When my feet won't walk another mile And my lips give their last kiss goodbye Will my hands be steady When I lay down my fears, my hopes and my doubts The rings on my fingers and the keys to my house With no hard feelings When the sun hangs low in the west And the light in my chest won't be kept held at bay any longer When the jealousy fades away and it's ash and dust for cash and lust And it's just hallelujah 
and love and thought, love in the words, love in the songs they sing in the church, and no hard feelings. Lord knows they haven't done. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Okay, this is the Avid Brothers. I like them. They're great. Yeah, they're good. Is that a Shazam one? It's a good group. I've been following them for a long time. All right, Missy, what do you got? What have I got? That's why you're here, because you've got (laughs) stuff, okay? Well, I was, um, we were... Not the only reason. Yeah, okay. Well... She just always has really good information. I think I was wanting to talk about uh, the fact that um, watching our uh, our little press sec- secretary Karen Karen Jean Pierre Jean Pierre Jean Pierre Jean Pierre. Yeah. Okay. I know you're talking. About um, it it kind of rankled me the other day when. Oh really? She, yeah. Just just a little bit. It's and it, it was this. It was the fact that. When she was asked by the press um, to get information on who the administration, the Biden administration, was considering for to be appointed for the next Federal Reserve vice chairperson. And I think the question was something along the lines, you know, will diversity be a part of your, your, you know, your consideration? And with that... She launches into the most well-prepared, like, one-two bullet point, you know, like six-point bullet point full of statistics, you know, the numbers and percentages of all the diverse cabinet members of the Biden administration, which made me think it's like that the only thing that seems to matter to the Biden administration is diversity. Because, and, and that but you know what they're not really that diverse, because they are not diverse in terms of their points of view politically. They are absolutely all in lockstep. Oh, I think that I I'm not sure that I, I'm sure that somebody disagrees with me, and you I don't think you disagree with me on this. I think we probably concur that this is probably the most incompetent administration and the one of the most ineffective. I mean, there are so many things. That are going sour. I, I could and, and, and you know what? It's a real danger to our comp- country. The fact that they are ineffective and dangerously ineffective. Look at how the thing with uh, East Palestine, Ohio has been handled. Look at the China. Look at the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Look at. Just uh, to name a few. Yeah. And, and those are ones that I can think of. But these are all incredibly dangerous lapses. And, you know, the U.S. has flirted with leftism for years. And we've had administrations that lean left. But this is the one where primarily because of hatred for Trump on both sides of the aisle, we ended up getting someone who has been seriously 
damaging to our country. And I lay the blame not at the feet of Democrats, but Republicans who opposed Donald Trump and by default uh, picked Joe Biden. I don't blame the Democrats. They are what they are. It's like the scorpion riding over the back of a frog across the river, and he says, I'll, I'll take you across if you won't sting me. Halfway across, the scorpion stings him. He says, you told me you wouldn't do that. And he says, hey, I'm a scorpion. I sting people. That's what the Democrats are. They say that what they are, what they are, and that's what they are. The Republicans are worse. The ones that hedge and, you know, him and haul around, the Mitch McConnell types, they are responsible, make no mistake, for Joe Biden being in the White House and all this stuff going on, which is going on. And it's interesting. You hear nothing from them. You hear nothing from the Mitch McConnell types or the rhino Republicans that basically elected Joe Biden and gave us this. I've wanted to ask Andy Barr every time he's on the show, what what is it that you think about the current cabinet appointees? Because I... And you're you're talking about a much bigger issue than where I was going, but what what I was wanting to discuss was diversity for the sake of diversity means it's just kind of a smokescreen. But it's it like, isn't it just, diversity. It just means it really non. Isn't. It just means non-white it, male. That's yeah, what it means. That's Anything it means. that's not non-white male. My my or question what, is non-conservative white female or non-conservative black female, because there have been some well-qualified. Uh, African-American conservatives, it, it means non-conservatives, what it means. Okay. It means nobody that doesn't think like we do. So so merit-based hiring is no longer. Because to uh, judge somebody on merit, we already know is racist. Because it's classist. It it doesn't, uh, it, it says you got to be on time. That's a racist How idea. How is merit-based? based hiring racist. How is it that, I mean, if you focus on. I'll tell you how it is. It's because it's assumed that people that are prompt and get the job done and this kind of thing are probably white because the assumption. I mean, no, it is. I've heard it explained to me by a black person. That's just that, that that's uh, see. Don't uh, argue with, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm the messenger here. I'm saying what, what I've heard. Don't, don't argue with the message. You can argue with me in my interpretation, but the message, it's very clear. They've put that out there that, you know, I mean, Pete Buttigieg has gotten up there and said that our roadways are racist. He said that our roads are racist I mean, that everything, they believe that everything we do is racist. I just was sharing a, a little a little post that was talking about that if you call somebody fat, you're racist. I thought, what? Yeah. my gosh, that's a stretch. But I, my, I, is, it, is it Pollyanna for me to think that if you focus on hiring the best people for the job and a byproduct is that ends up being a diverse group, then so be it. Isn't that a good thing? But if you are hiring for diversity, then what you get is engineered diversity, which I'm not sure is ever going to win it's the day. It's never diverse because it's always going to be based on you believe in what I believe. 
<laughs> I saw, uh, you know, again, I love to read the comments on uh, different, you know, if, if, if any articles that I read, my favorite is to dig down into the comments because you always just, you always get like a little, you know, a little nugget that kind of makes you laugh or makes you think. And one that was discussing, uh, you know, some of the things that are going on in Biden's cabinet, uh, cabinet, we've got the kleptomaniac, we've got the, you know, we've got the woman who thinks, you know, the man who is a woman who's telling us about our sexuality, we've got all kinds of good stuff. Um, but one comment said, yeah, well, when the NBA has a five foot one inch center and the NFL has a blind receiver and a crippled running back and the ESPN has a hair lip announcer, I'll believe they are serious about diversity. And by the way, in academics, when there are just as many Republicans in their sociology department as liberals for professors, then I'll see, you know, that we're really serious about diversity. So I'm just, it's just confusing. I, I, I'm, I think that everyone is frustrated with the current administration and so many things that we're seeing. And certainly a lot of it for me right now is based on what is going on in Ohio. Um, by the way, just recently I saw that they've had 12, 12 of the union representatives have met just recently uh, telling, the, the, telling our, the administration, uh, Department of Transportation, that their employees are sick on site. They are with nausea, migraines. Um, they're blaming it on saying they're not, you know, that obviously due to the exposure, uh, lack of protective equipment being available to the people that are being forced to do the, you know, the cleanup. Um, the wildlife, what uh, there's like 43,000 uh, wildlife, the, the fish, the, the reports coming in on the animal, the effects of the animal, po- the animal population in and around that area are pretty devastating. Unbelievable. So, you know, and again, uh, as someone, uh, you know, many people have questioned, you know, what is our department? What, Pete, what, where are you? What, what is your qualifications? How have you handled this? I don't think anyone would say it's that was done well. purely for diversity. A gay white guy who was married to his partner. That was why it was done. No other reason. Certainly not because of um, because of qualification. He was mayor of a of a medium sized town. That's it. Well, so so have you looked at any of that? You, you've got to have something to say about the uh, Federal Reserve. I mean, if you're looking at Okay. Talk to me about Hawks versus well, Hawks versus Dogs. In my career, you actually had real economists at the Federal Reserve with Paul Volcker. Sit down and listen to um, sit down and listen to a um, a chat with Jay Powell. So Paul Volcker was 1979 to 1987. He's yeah. followed by Alan Greenspan. Yeah. Okay. okay. Greenspan was a real guy. Bernanke little different okay then so Jan- there's janet yellen horrible horrible so then now there's been a move towards social scientists as fed chairs because everything is now about equity diversity racism and monetary policy is a thing to be engineered not a study of market behaviors listen to jay powell he is the most he doesn't have what I would call any gravitas. There's nothing about him to fear. Um, he's a functionary. He's a guy who um, kind of came up under Nick Brady, 
and uh, was um, kind of a kept man, never really had to do much, and somehow has floated up to the top of this thing in the Federal Reserve. But, I mean, I listened to a talk with him the other day. He's He acts like there was there's no connection between all the money printing that went on during COVID and the inflation that we're seeing. He thinks it's because of supply chain. He thinks exactly it's what the administration says it is. That's impossible. But, and, and, and it's in total opposition to what his own actions belie his answer there. Here's why. Money printing increases the money supply, which makes inflation more possible because it's more dollars chasing goods and services. Raising interest rates is meant to constrict the money supply. So by raising interest rates, he's saying it's a monetary issue, but when asked if it were a monetary issue, why we had inflation, he said it wasn't. So he he spoke with a forked tongue there. The other thing he said that made this big deal about getting vaccines that work. Mm-hmm. We didn't know. Well, they don't work. They work at killing people. I mean, we know that people got COVID and died after having had their vaccines. That happened. Did it really slow the rate of COVID? I'm not sure you can even say that it did. In some ways, COVID ran its course. I had COVID, I didn't die, and I'm not vaccinated, and I don't plan to get vaccinated. You know, I did not die of COVID. I I made it through because I did things to strengthen my immune system. That's what I did. So Jay Powell falls back on that. Then they said, well, you're trying to get the uh, – inflation rate down to two percent why well it's the global standard so what do you mean well it's just the global. it's arbitrary it's an arbitrary number and he didn't uh give any reason as to why they were using two percent other than it's the global standard so he's not thinking for himself so the diversity, th- this is the weakest administration we've ever had, and I'm not sure there's a the talent in, in Washington, D.C., or anybody with half a brain left to really run something in a way that's robust. I mean, you'd have to find that person in Springfield, Missouri, or somewhere. Well, so if you looked at any of the, the two kind of top picks that have kind of floated up to the top to take over this position, vice chair, was it Lael Brannard's? Did you know anything about him? Yeah, no, it's a she. She, oh, she, 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 she. Um, th- this is something, I hadn't even read anything about this, but this Karen Dynan of Harvard University and Janice Eberly of Northwestern University, you just brought that up. Um, this article in Bloomberg was talking about her having written a paper that if the Fed had just raised its inflation target to 3%, before the spike spike inflation that she argued that a higher, you know, the inflation target of 3% would have led to a faster recovery after financial crisis. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's some stupid stuff. And, um, you know, I listen, listen, 
<laughs> listen. I've been around. Look long. at look at look at Linda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, 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 honey, honey, honey. I'm not that smart. I mean, if I were really smart, I'd be smarter than I am now. Um, I've just observed a lot, and therefore I seem smart, but it's not because I am. I think you're humble, but I can see. Smart. I can see that this is ridiculous. Well, you're to your point. I don't need diversity in the Federal Reserve. Uh, Positions. I, I want. I need people that actually know what they're doing. If they're, if they're going to influence policies, it's getting and influence, to be where you know nobody does. That's in power. They're all shut out of power. Well, you know, we we. I mean, Donald Trump signed off on Jay Powell. I mean, you we, know, we've talked about this before. The you know the uh, the best of the best of the best, and that we are now not. We're not ex- in our military, and in many other areas, we are not. We do not expect the best of the best of the best. It's got to change. Anymore. Who is the best of the best of the best? I don't know. Well, do you want to run the military? <laughs> Why don't you, you know, volunteer? You might have another. Well, career. as we said in the seven you o'clock hour, I, I would like I would like to have the relationships said, between people who are making decisions to be less complicated with their fingers in financial incentives. Making Let me decisions tell you that have financial incentives for them. What did Jesus say? What does it matter if a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? If you have no soul, you know what your soul is. It's your sense of right and wrong. It's it's the part of you that you can trust to do the right thing. Well, I'm sensing a lot of right and wrong these what, days. What, what is it? I mean. I don't know that people know the difference these days. Right after the 40 days in the wilderness, what did the devil do? took him up on the thing and said, look at all the kingdoms of the world. I give them all to you. All you got to do is worship me. And he said, um, you know, he That's said, a story at this get, time get me, Lent. get thee behind me, Satan. You know, your ways are not my ways. I mean, in other words, he had another path. This is the same path we got to go. You got to do the right thing. You know, I pray I don't. Some people say, I want to be real wealthy. No, I want to have as much as I need to do what God wants me to do and no more. That's not, you think, oh, you're seeking wealth. Not really. The ability to do the things that are kind of in front of us, and then that's it. Then we, we've we done our job, you know. And uh, sometimes it gets expanded because you get given more to do because you perform with what you've got. Everybody has a starting point, and then they either they either do the job that's in front of them or they screw it up. You know, it's not that hard. Well, I think we're dealing with a lot. We're a lot. We're watching a lot of screw ups recently. That's I'll just I leave agree it at with that. that. I ain't lying to. I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Well, oh. that sounds like a good place to stop for this week. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. If you'd like for us to take a look at your portfolio, it never hurts to have another set of eyes on it. Give us a call, 859-233-0400. We will give a complimentary review about what you need specifically for you, which a lot of times does not happen. A lot of times it's a... Uh, 
package deal, and it's not customized to where you are in your life, let us take a look. You can also schedule an appointment at dupreefinancial.com. We'd love to talk to you. We appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you next week. Tropical rain, a snow from the